Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Field Trip uh, from the RPG Academy podcast. This week we are taking another dip back into the module Vasily's Woe. This is the second of four interconnected modules that make up the Imperium's campaign setting. Uh, these were written by William Muma, and there is a Kickstarter I think we'll still be going when this episode comes out. If not, it just ended uh, to convert these from Pathfinder to 5th edition. So please check that out in the show notes. If it's still going October 19th is when it ends. So hopefully this will be out before then. Uh, But before we get any further into the module, let's go around the table, meet our players and the characters they are playing. Um, Ryan, I will be playing Galenius. He is a sword and shield fighter ranger. Uh, he's got an axe to grind for evil demons, or I should say a sword to grind. And he's it's, it's pretty focused. He just wants to rid the world of anything that is a demon or um, anything evil. Well, there you go. And Brad. Hey, everybody. It's Brad. Uh, tonight I am playing Sinadra, or Sin, um, as she goes by. She's an enchantress uh, wizard who has been getting along using her enchanting magic to essentially scam people, but is becoming or or learning now that perhaps maybe there's a little bit more to life than that. And Travis. Hey, everybody. This is Travis. I'm playing Phelan, and he is your local lovable healer. <laughs> All right. So the three of you were hired originally by um, Flanderus to go to, this, uh, to the town or village of Inskittering, on the Isian Peninsula. It's a place that has not been traveled wildly for a long time. They've, they've sort of been closed off and recovered the antecedent of Eastman. And he believes that it is located in a temple to Isius in the village. But there was something that was sort of obscuring his scrying magic. So he's not sure if it's still there or not. So he does have other groups going to other places just in case. Uh, you made your way to the town of Safe Harbor which again is an ironic name because it's actually not very safe to get there. And uh, you got to see a map on the wall of the local blacksmith. And uh, he rented you some horses, but he also gave you kind of a warning. He tried to to shy you away from even going to Inskitter. And he said somewhat vaguely that that they stopped trading a couple generations ago. They're very closed off. Um, You also learned from Claudia, who is um, part of an organization that tries to get uh, those with magical abilities out of this area, and she warned you of a group called the Culling, which uh, find these individuals and basically treat them as heretics. And as we ended last session, you had run into a battle with an older man. You never learned his name, but he worshipped the god Tulhisa, uh, and he had some gnolls with him. Uh, you were able to kill all the gnolls. He then turned invisible and disappeared. Uh, but among some of their items, you found evidence that they were part of this Culling and that they were out about looking for heretics. Claudia had told you of her friend Arlenth, who she has not seen in a few days and was worried about. And uh, this old man had Arlenth's name in his book, but it doesn't look like Arlenth had been captured yet because his name was not crossed off. We ended the session with you guys sort of uh, riding into the fog and rain and night, heading towards Inskittering, and that is where we will pick things up. So as you approach the village of Inskittering, it's very dark at this point. There's still very heavy fog, so your their vision is definitely obscured. It's still raining. It's it's a pretty steady rain. It's not not heavy. It's not a sprinkle. It's somewhere in the middle. Uh, and even though it's not that cold, the rain just get, puts a chill in the air. Again, part of the reason why the fog is rising. And um, it kind of gives it a sort of a, an ominous and very secluded feeling. 
The other thing that you notice is that there's very little light in the village. It looks like all of the buildings are pretty well shuttered up, at least the ones that you can see from a distance. And the only light coming out is just through like cracks where the shutters don't really come together very, very well. Uh, most of the buildings in the village appear to be one story. You do see one building that is two story and appears to be made of dark gray stone. And it's kind of in the center of the village. And Phelan, you would recognize it from outside. This looks like a temple, probably the one that you're looking for, the Temple of Esius. But even from here, it doesn't exactly look right either. It looks like something has happened to it, perhaps, that the, the building has been modified or changed in some way from the typical structure you would uh, associate with Esius. As you guys get right up into the village, it's, I mean, there's no wall or anything, but there's like a, there's like a fence that runs along the perimeter with openings along the road. You actually see two figures that are sort of crossing the road from uh, one building towards another. And as you approach, they sort of stop in the middle of the road and look towards you. Uh, one is a larger figure, probably six feet tall, pretty burly. The other is shorter and thinner. And um, they actually have a, like a dog with them. And as they stop and look at you, the, the slider figure shuffles and gets directly behind the other figure as if they're hiding from you or are scared of you for some reason, while the burly figure just stands there waiting for you to approach. Would Phelan have read any of that book to see about the rights on our way into this town, on the way toward the town? Like, would you be familiar with the rights of the yeah. police now if, if, you if you'd read to them? If you'd read them again? Oh. <laughs> uh... I mean, I would have looked over the book. I wouldn't necessarily have memorized it by any means. So but if it comes up again, there'll actually be a role maybe to see if you can yeah, take it. Yeah, maybe see if I remember it. Because I, I would have definitely been curious, especially if we had some time on our journey coming here. All right. So um, so what are you guys doing? Right now you're currently on your horses that unless you've said other, or doing otherwise, they're still moving towards this man or this, I should say, this burly figure in the middle of the road. Galinius is half a horse length ahead and he'll turn his head, um, I imagine to the right and very low, just say to, to Phelan and Sinadra, keep your voices low so that they can't hear us until we're right on top of them. I will get off my horse, kind of lead it by the reins and I will just walk very slowly toward this being that I can't quite make out yet. Um, as you get a little bit closer, it, it does sort of materialize. It's it's a larger man. Uh, actually, he has a cloak on, so it is a smaller figure, but he'll he'll pull it back so his face is a little bit more exposed. And um, despite his size, you know, sort of an odd twisting to his back. Like he's standing there like in a very awkward position, and he's holding a, a cane, like a more like a, a stick that he's using as a cane that was sort of blended into his form. And he holds up his hand and says, Howdy, stranger. What brings you to our village? I want to glance at the dog or the, the four-legged creature next to him. Does it look odd? It looks like a mutt dog, ratty, probably got mange, but wagging his tail seems kind of happy, just sort of sitting down next to his master. I'll respond by saying, my companion and I are simply passing through, and uh, we're just looking for a place to stay for the night to try to get out of this rain. Well, you, you'll want to head over to the Mossy Stone, and he sort of jacks his thumb back more towards the center of town. Is it over his shoulder or back in the direction we came? No, we yeah, over passed. his shoulder back further into town. Yeah, just follow this about once you cross the creek. It's the first building on your left. 
It's the only one that has its shutters open tonight. Would you mind showing us just so uh, nobody else finds us rather unusual? I, I'd love to help you, but it would take me so long to get there. And he kind of points down at the, the cane. And again, you see a sort of odd twisting of his back. I don't walk so good, but if you follow this road, you'll run straight to it. What about the boy behind you? Would he be willing to do it? He kind of chuckles. I ain't no boy. It's my wife. <laughs> and uh, I don't and, know why I find that so funny. Uh, he kind of sort of moves that way just enough so that you can see the figure. And again, you can't really tell because of the cloak if it's male or female, but it's definitely slighter than him. This is Elsa. She's a bit shy around strangers. Give me a give me a perception check. <laughs> Sixteen on the perception check. There is a bit of a feminine form to the to the other one, but you actually notice that um, that the the gentleman his features are a little bit off, almost like he's got stung by bees recently, like the sort of puffy, and his eyes are clearly not level. Okay, well, I guess I, could, I can't I can't really sense anything other than what I'm seeing. So, right. all right, well, thank you. We'll uh, we'll just get headed on in that direction. And um, I will lead the two horses past him, and I will give him a enough distance between him and I that it's not like I'm absolutely avoiding him, but that it would be okay socially, but still keeping a distance. Okay. Um, you see him as he's walking. He's clearly laboring very hard. Something's wrong with his back, and it's like it's, it's not connected well to his feet. He's, it's really weird, almost like he has to pivot when he takes a step, so he pivots one way and then pivots the other. Uh, and the figure with him is sort of helping him walk. And he is walking very slowly. You get the feeling that he's right. If he was trying to lead you there, it would take like an hour to get a five-minute journey. It's just very labored walking. Uh, but they don't really seem to pay you any mind. The, the horse, or the horse, the uh, the dog, he kind of goes, dog jumps up and wags its tail and follows after them. And you see them just walking from one side to the other. It doesn't have like wounds or opens its mouth and unusual gaping. Yeah, no, no, there's no like hell maw inside yeah. its face, no. Seems to be just like a village mutt. After we get at, without of uh, out of earshot of those two, which is going to take a while. I mean, if if you're waiting for them to move on, no, we'll we'll walk ahead. Okay, a few paces, and and again, keeping my voice low, I will uh, I'll look over to the other two um, and very just softly say, "Well, uh, what do you think?" Uh, I don't like this place already. Well, if they have a place for us to lay our heads, I mean, sounds better than being on the road already. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll be sleeping with one eye open, I think. Or two. I believe Isius will protect us this night, and I will be closing both eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Faith is a wonderful thing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you guys, are you just going to continue to lead your horses into the town? Yeah, I'll, um... I will stay uh, on my foot and lead my horse by the reins to the to the place, but I want to keep a close eye out given the fog and the, it's night and yeah, it an is unfamiliar very, village. Very hard to see. Very you know, very limited uh, vision, vision. Yeah, failing. What what did you say the place was called? The Mossy Stone. Or that's what. Yeah, that's what the old man said was the Mossy Stone. Okay. Is there a bar attached to the Mossy Stone? You don't know yet. So as you continue along the the path that leads into the village. You pass a couple other buildings that look like homes. That's probably where uh, the old man and the woman were heading, one of these homes. 
there is a like a small creek that runs through the first part and there's a, like a little wooden bridge that you're able to cross and then directly in front of you is the temple that you believe to be the temple of Esius and then directly to your left is a one of the only other two-story buildings that um, has a large mossy stone in the front of it which you would believe is probably the mossy stone inn. When we get close to the temple, Amoy halt the party and gather us in so that I can whisper. And I'm just going to be like, this is strange. We came from this direction. We came from the west, correct? Yes. Uh, this temple's facing the south, but every worshiper of Esius knows that it should be facing the north. This is odd. You said they had perverted it somewhat, based off the symbol... And it would have been intentional. Can we can we notice uh, outwardly any kind of construction or? Yeah, there actually there is. Um, it almost looks like a crown has been built. So like there's this really wonky scaffolding that's connected to the side of the building, and there's a walkway that now rings the top of it. So think of it it's like a two story building with this just wooden walkway that that's not connected to it but it's held up underneath by scaffolding that are angled out from the sides of the building and they're not level it doesn't look like they're intentionally like up and down like uh like crenellations could just be poor construction but it makes like almost like an elliptical around the top of it so then we'll think of like a a jaunty hat at an angle the brim of the hat around the that which is not what you would normally associate with ecs yeah it, it this is all very strange Phelan, I need you to think really hard, abstractly, but does this look like any other religious symbol that you know? Uh, It's definitely Isis. It's just, there's just minor details that they're not getting right, and it just appears differently. It's hard to explain. Okay, so do you think it's worth investigating now while the town's quiet, or should we go to the inn i i believe for now we should go for the inn and wait till daylight breaks to investigate the temple did Esius worshipers ever do anything during the night like do you have night ceremonies no all of our ceremonies mainly happen during the day there's only a few night ceremonies but they're pretty far and few in between all right well, well sin unless you have any objections might as well head to the inn no can use more meal. All right. So again, there's a large mossy stone out front, probably where the inn gets its name. There are some parts of the moss that have been worn. Looks like probably children playing or maybe someone sitting there uh, regularly has worn it off, but it's still clearly what it is. There's no one out front. There is a hitching post for your horses. Doesn't appear to be a stable connected, so they would be left out. And uh, the door is basically closed, but unlocked and like partially open. And if you guys walk in, it's warm inside, a lot of light. Uh, you can, it smells, you know, like you would expect a tavern to smell. Uh, there is a large fire burning in a hearth, and there's this old sort of almost emaciated figure that's got your back to you, and it's like stirring the cauldron. It absolutely looks like every witch from a fairy tale you've ever read, this old gray-haired, cackling, thin woman stirring up cauldron. But as you walk in, the, the floorboards creak. Uh, and the lady, magic <laughs> missile. <laughs> uh, the old this old woman turns, and her face is like scarred, uh, like just vicious pock marks everywhere. 
there's a couple open sores still on her face, uh, but she lights up with a with a bright smile. Ah, visitors! And I cannot do that voice. And I will stop doing it now. <laughs> but it but it's uh, it's actually it's more like think of like um, cigarettes and and uh, uh, whiskey for the entire life. That really sort of hey guys. Top of top, but makes a good cackling witch voice. Yes, exactly. Uh, a nice husky voice. Uh, yes, a husky voice, and she'll say, "Visitors, uh, come in, come in." I I will greet this elderly lady and grab her hand. Well, she's a she's across the room right now. Okay. Well, I'll wa- as I walk up to her, then okay, I will say, "Oh, it's such a pleasure," and then I'll stop mid sentence as I get like a full visual of what she looks like. Okay. I won't like gasp or scream or anything but it's kind of noticeable i'm like oh my god she's hideous and then like i'll swallow it and then just be like oh hello it's it, it um yeah it's nice to meet you uh is there a bar or a tavern nearby she'll kind of laugh i got some spirits again i'm not gonna try to do the voice i got some spirits so <laughs> <laughs> will kind of shake her head a little and, bit and, um mm-hmm. she'll she'll actually sort of take your elbow and she'll start Leading you to the the first table, and you know it's a it's a it's an inn. There's several tables and chairs. There's no one in here but you. So she leads you to the first one, and uh, you know she's just seems super excited to see you. And and then she's like, uh, "What would you like?" Uh, I would love a. Glennis will interrupt him right there, <laughs> and he'll say, uh, "Phelan." Probably not tonight. Let's get dry and, and get some rest first. Ma'am, could you just uh, perhaps lead us to some rooms to use for the night? She'll shake her head. Um, of, of course. Again, I'm not doing the voice. Of course. You guys do look worse for wear. What What brings you to our, our village? Oh, uh, well, we're here to... to we're on a pilgrimage. Yes, that sounds wonderful. We're here on a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage, and her voice kind of drops a little bit. You're here to visit the temple? Yes. She kind of shakes her head. Most most of us folks don't don't go there anymore. Oh, why? Yeah, we don't need to bother you with our business, but but let's get you into your rooms and get you warm, get you a, a nice fire. I don't have have a lot of rooms. I got one. I can I can let you, and she'll start w- walking. And she's I mean. Just like the old guy was walking really slow. She doesn't have that weird hip, but she's so old and so frail. That, I mean, it's like taking forever for her to walk. And if you guys are behind her, I mean, it's it's almost comical how slow she's walking in front of you. Yes, one will be perfect for us. And then, of course, there's a stairs. Each stair is a eternity. Uh, and she stops, each stair she stops and will turn and like say something else. And then she'll take a stare, and then she'll turn and say something else. Like, our, our last visitor, I don't remember his name. He he was through here a few weeks ago. Are you friends of his? Short feller. Can't say. Doesn't ring any bells. And in mid-step, so that she, when she's not speaking, I'll ask Oscar if there's anything we can do with our horses that are tied up outside. Yeah, if, if you want to move them to the barn out back, it's not very big, but it'll keep them out of the rain. Give them a good brushing down. They should be fine for a day. Perfect. Once we uh, drop off our stuff in the room, I can do that. So after what seems like forever, Koika, she leads you down to her room. And right before she opens it, she actually stops and looks at you. And she kind of scrunches her eyes a little bit and says, Are any of you been taken with that sickness? 
I'm sorry? Uh, Villainous will look at her completely puzzled. Yeah, there's that plague going around outside of the village. No, this is the first we've heard of it. You boys are lucky then. Do tell. What's wrong? People getting sick, dying from it. Hers really nasty stuff. This keeps me safe, and she pulls out of the like her blouse. It's some little talisman. Looks like chicken bones tied Religion together. check. <laughs> okay. Do I recognize it? Nat twenty. It is chicken bones uh, <laughs> tied together with twine. Can I add that one natural twenty bought to you by EasyRollerDice.com? Thirty um, Arcana. This uh, this actually keeps keeps me safe. You, it's it is just chicken bones. <laughs> There's nothing magical about it. She'll keep her her face like really interested yeah. in kind of what she's saying. Oh I, yeah, wow. I've been making these. They've kept me and uh, and me and mine safe. If you want me to make you one, I will. Oh yes, for, please for a small fee. How uh, we we would certainly pay it. Oh, I'll have three of them waiting on you as when you get up in the morning. And I'll pull in kind of close to her uh, so that I'm I'm almost whispering, and I'm just like, and I would really appreciate. A nightcap of some some alcohol, something strong, and I will grasp her hand and place uh, a a gold coin or two into it. Galinius will elbow him in the chest <laughs> again. Probably not the right time. <coughs> right. Uh, <coughs> uh, yes. <coughs> I'm going. I'm going to lay down. Right. Well, as she opens the door, she'll walk in first. And you can see that uh, there is a, a pack, like a, a small-sized um, stick and like a coat. And she'll just sort of pick these up from the bed and from the chair and uh, say, I'll, I'll just hold on to these in case he comes back. That feller hasn't been around in a few weeks. He he, he paid me ahead of time, but uh, doesn't look like he's coming back through. And then she'll. You can just name. leave those in the corner if you want. It's I'll, not going to harm us any. You know, that, that, I, I wouldn't want to do that to him or to inconvenience you. I'll, no, please. And Galenius will walk over to her and he'll like grab the well, things out of her like, hand. Start to like wrap her arms around it protectively, her old frail skeletal bones. Now it's not yours, and he paid me for the room. I'll I'll keep it for him. Okay, well, could I could I help you down the stairs with it then? Oh no, I've been going up down these stairs for fifty years. Never fell once. He'll shrug his shoulders and look toward the other two so that she can't see his face, and he'll get a very big scowl on it, and then he'll turn back and say, "Okay, just trying to help, but but if you must, I'll leave her alone, Galenius. She's okay." She gives you a, a wink, and I'm like, I'll be right back up with your nightcap. Oh, thank and you. And you know this is like an hour before she can possibly <laughs> get back up here. I think it's funny that I even ordered it because it <laughs> takes her so long. Like, oh, by the way, can you just go make that miserably long trip again just because I'm thirsty? All right, so, uh, so with Man, uh, He didn't by chance. What was his name? Um, Avril or Abelin or something like that. Oh. That's enough feller. I I just curious. You, you never know who you meet on the road. Yeah, it, that, that's life journeys like that, isn't it? Very much so. So she'll give you a kind of a sharp nod and smile, and then she'll shut the door behind her, and you can hear the boards creaking just as she slowly walks down the hallway. But uh, the room seems fine. It's you know decently appointed. It's well kept, warm, dry. What would you guys like to do? Just give it a once over. Uh, like just looking, like what are you looking for? I'm looking for any type of like. Uh, I'm not expecting to find anything, but 
like a like a hidden hole or a compartment or some type of a sense magical a sensor secret or something doorway like to that. surprise you in the middle of the night. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, the, the the paranoid adventure kind of stuff you would look for. Okay, roll me a perception check. Just Sinatra. I'm I'm going Oh, I'm do I'm oh I'm, my soldier instincts kicking in, I'm definitely doing that. I want to be giving the bed a once over and be like, I I'm gonna inspect this. I'm just gonna fluff up the pillow. <laughs> Lay down, kind of snuggle in tight. Be like, oh, I think I, I think this is safe. Right, actually, roll me a perception check, Phelan. Oh, crap. Yeah, I don't trust these people at all. My uh, perception check was a 24. Okay. No. Okay. So, Sinadra, just mostly because you don't expect to find anything, you just give it a glance over and you don't see anything. Phelan, you jump into the bed, you get all cozy and you seem fine. Galenius, you actually do a pretty good job of going over the room. You don't find anything that you think was from the room, but whoever here was, whoever was here last may have hid something because you find a couple things that are basically like stuck up underneath like the nightstand and up in, inside the bed. You find a coin purse. It's got like 30 gold or so roughly in it and a small jar. It's like the half size kind of fat bottled. When you open it, there's like a really sweet smelling uh, salve inside of it. I walk over to Sinadra and Phelan and ask them if they can identify it. Take a whiff of it. If you have like herbalism, medicine. I have heal plus five. Fifteen general knowledge. It's a salve of some sort, probably for healing. Some type of appointment. a healing salve. All right. Well, we'll come in handy. Hopefully uh, the person didn't need it and they were keeping it for an emergency. You guys are still in your room. Is there anything else you want to do? You're going to get the horses, Galenius? Yeah, I think that's smart. And... uh you guys going to stay up here? Maybe Phelan should go with you. I believe I should wait here for the fair maiden to return with my beverage. I hope you ordered that cold. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to go help Galenius? I mean, there's two horses and he has to comb them down. And I mean, it's going to take a while. He could probably use your help. You know, Sin... As I stare deep into your beautiful, well, I'm assuming brown eyes. Looks that way. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you've convinced me. Yeah. I, I yes. Glenius, I, I will assist you. Maybe, uh, maybe if I walk downstairs, I can get my beverage a little bit quicker. That'll be fine. Probably don't need to help, but sure, it'll make things go quicker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, this is a new place. Shouldn't split up. It's usually the right call. Mm -hmm. well, what are you going to be doing then? I'll hold the fort down. It's fine. <laughs> it's, um, I'll wait but, right here. But you just said we shouldn't split up. It, 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 I know what I said. You should, you guys should just go before the horses, you know, get cold. Er. You know what, Glenius? Let's just go take care of these horses and I'll lightly grab you by the arm. Sure. I, I suppose. Yeah. So, we'll... so you guys make your way downstairs just as the old woman is starting to walk back towards the stairs with your drink. I, I'm going to wait till she gets on like step two and then grab it from, I, I assume she has it on a tray and I'll grab it from her tray as I'm walking past her at like lightning speed compared to her. <laughs> it's like you're the flash. All right, Brad. Yes. So you were acting very suspicious before those two left the room. Uh, I have a feeling, is Sin wanting to do something? She might. What she would that might. Be? She's going to, um, 
you know, wait, wait by the door just a couple seconds to make sure they're gone. And uh, once she's satisfied that she doesn't hear the, uh, she's going to wait by the door just a second to make sure she doesn't um, hear Galenius's um, lumbering, thundering footsteps on the stairs down and, and to make sure they're out of the bar. And um, and she's going to carefully open open the door and uh, sneak down the hallway. Actually, let's start with the perception check. Uh, 16? So um, when you put your ear to the door, you do hear, uh, you can hear them clomping down the stairs, and there's a, a moment where it sounds like they might be interacting with the old lady. Um, you can't quite hear like the words, but you can tell the different voices are going back and forth, and then there, you can hear the door closing as if they were leaving. You don't know they left yet, but you know in your mind, you see them going down the stairs, talking, and then walking out the door. Uh, you don't hear the old woman right now, and you don't hear anything else in particular. I mean, obviously, it's still raining, so you're hearing the raindrops. It's still nighttime in this village that's out in the woods, so you're going to hear those types of sounds, but uh, nothing that sounds like a person around you. Okay. With with that in mind, I think I'm going to go ahead and um, slowly sneak kind of down the hallway. I'm going to move really slow, especially since I'm not, you know, don't have my full strength right now, and... Uh, I'm going to keep my eye out, watch them for any, you know, appears to be loose floorboards or, or anything like that. All right. I'm going to be sneaky like a, as I can. A stealth check. Ooh, uh, 17. As far as your ears can tell, you're not making very much noise. Uh, there is still a little bit of creak in the floorboards, but it's not noticeable. It's probably more as much settling as anything else. Um, so where are you heading? When our um, most gracious host left the room with um, that bag... Which way did she go out the door? She went back towards the left, which is basically mm-hmm. the hallway down back stairs, downstairs. Now, Galenius and Phelan did not leave very long after that. Mm-hmm. She moves really slow, so she pretty much would have to have stopped at a room on the way, or it might even be downstairs with her at the bar at the moment. She didn't have time to go. Unless she's fooling and she's actually very abled, mm-hmm. it can't be very far. Is there a, uh, a, a another room along this corridor along the way? There are a couple other rooms, but she kind of indicated as she brought you up that this was the only room that was for let or for rent. So you don't know if those other rooms are occupied or if they're not available to rent. But it is possible that the pack could have been stowed in one of them if there's not other people in there. How many rooms are there? This was the third. There's four total up here. So you passed basically opposite sides of the hall, one and two. You're in three. Four would be across the hall, and then that's it. I want to look along the, you know, up here uh, along the floor. Which room has the least amount of dust outside of it? All right, we'll just kind of keep to that. Well, no, this is different. We'll go to roll another perception check. Twelve. Uh, it, it seems like um, Quaka, spot her age, is, must do a pretty good job of cleaning. That there's not really a whole lot of dust on the floor. You you don't see the tracks even from what you made. Mm-hmm. Well. I'll restate that. You guys came in from outside. You can see your tracks, but you don't really see like anything that would indicate one room over the other. Mm. Not good. Well, uh, I'll try the door on the left. Okay. I'll so approach it first off and, and, you know, put my ear up next to it, see if I hear anything coming from inside, and uh, go from there. Okay. We'll just keep doing these perception checks then. Ten. You put your ear up against the door. It's it's cold, uh, not colder than it should be, but, you know, it 
doesn't feel like anyone's touched it. There's no, maybe there's no heat on the other side, like a fire or a lamp. And uh, you don't hear anything on the inside. Okay. Uh, go across the hall. Okay. Um, essentially the same. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing about the door on the outside that would make you think it's been opened recently or been locked for a long time. But you don't hear anything coming from the inside. Okay, I'll try my luck. and Slowly twist open the handle. All right. Uh, sure. It does seem to be locked. The handle does not turn. Okay. It's locked. Uh, okay. I'll, uh, in that case, creep back across the hall and try the other one. All right. Uh, that one turns. Um, it does creak a little bit. Uh, the door also creaks a little bit, not like ancient but there's definitely a squeak. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you open it up, it appears this is sort of like um craft room. You know, those trinkets she said she would make you earlier. Yep. This might be where she keeps that. There's jars of different animal parts. Not not in the creepy way. Well, kind of in the creepy way. Uh, there's some dried um, like herbs, like ginseng and uh, was it ginkobla type of thing that are laid out on trays. So this is sort of where she probably does her um, her medicinal salves and that kind of thing. Um, I'll step inside carefully and um, just kind of look around. Do I see the bag anywhere? Uh, no, you do not see the bag. Uh, again, there's just different sort of jars and bags and bushels and trays of a bunch of different things. Um, mm-hmm. You would recognize them as, like, you know, hedge wizard herbalism type of sure, thing. Sure, sure. Um, nothing that seems out of the ordinary. But you don't see the pack in here. Okay. Then I will slowly, carefully make my way out of there and kind of inch the door back closed. All right. As you step out of that room, you hear some um, some noise from downstairs. It sounds like a bristle broom being swept across the floor. And you can kind of hear the old woman muttering to herself. So she's down in the, in the main room downstairs. Okay. That, that gives me some confidence, a little bit more confidence as, you know, I know, I know where she is. I'll... I will um, slowly head down the stairs. All right. I'm going to have you roll another stealth check for going down the stairs. Twelve. All right. So you continue to go down the stairs. Now, you remember from coming up, it's basically a straight shot. There's no landings and it turns. It just goes straight up to the top, probably roughly 20, 25 steps. And it's going to open directly up into the main room where you think she is. So I'll say about about halfway down the steps... You can start to hear her a little bit better, a little bit more clearly. She's still definitely sweeping. You don't see her, so she's either further to the right or further to the left than where your view is. You'll have to get down further to to know for sure. Seems like a perfect time for invisibility. Yeah, that probably would be a really good thing to do right now. Yep, perfect time. Okay, so you... Softly cast a spell. And um, you see yourself fade out of existence. If you then continue down the stairs a little bit more, um, she is far, basically to the left side of the main room. She's moved some chairs out of the way, and she's basically just sweeping up. Now, there is a, like a bar that she would serve. It's probably more for food than for spirits, but there are some of that as well, you know, from Phelan earlier. And there is a door behind the bar, probably the kitchen. You don't see another door off of this room that would be like a bedroom so if she has one it's going to have to be off of the kitchen or something or or maybe even outside of this place possibly or it could be the locked door upstairs the locked room upstairs all right um standing around here looking around don't see the pack i take it 
Where are you looking? Just, I, I, I'll slip behind the bar. Okay. So yes, once you slip behind the bar, you do see it. It's, it's essentially just sort of propped up the walking stick, which again, it's about a three foot tall walking stick, Mm -hmm. but it's clearly made to be three feet tall. Uh, A jacket, which would fit a a short human, maybe a halfling uh, or a gnome, and then uh, a small pack. And it's, you know, it's just laid up there. I won't say carelessly, but it wasn't like it was placed specifically there. It was just tossed down. Yeah. All right. Is it, so it's on top of the bar. No, it's like set behind it. So imagine behind the bar, the stick is sort of tilted up against it and the the bag's on the ground and then the coat jacket sort of set over top of it. Okay. Then I'll, I'll, you know, just kind of stand up one uh, one time longer, make sure I know exactly where the old lady is. All right. Give me a higher low. Low. She is continuing to sweep. Uh, she's actually further away from you at the moment. So it okay. looks like she's kind of going clockwise around the room. If that is true, you've probably got a good five, ten minutes before she would come back towards you because she does move really slow. I'll duck back down and and carefully uh, explore the contents of the package. Of the bag. Okay, so um, you open it up, and in the pack itself, it's typical traveling gear. There's like an extra set of clothing. There's some nicer boots, probably for like, you know, once you've ridden or walked all day, you switch into those. Uh, There's some hard tack. There is a water skin. And there's also a small, maybe the size of like a crown royal bag, haversack cloth tied up, almost almost thinking like like a dice bag. Okay. Slowly unknot that. All right. Um, you get you get a bit of a chill, almost as if like a, a cold, icy wind blew across your neck as you sort of unlace the top and you open it. Are there any arcane symbols on the back? Uh, no. Okay. It's, it's very plain. I'll look inside. All right. Well, you open the bag all the way, and there's one object inside. It appears to be a ring. It's uh, It's quite small. Uh, size to fit a child or, or a small person, gnome or halfling. And your your first first thought is, holy crap, you've just hit the jackpot because there's just like these giant emeralds and rubies on it. And then it strikes you that this has got to be like costume jewelry. It's, it's not real, clearly glass or something like that. Are you going to dump it into your hand, pick it up, put it on, inspect it for inscriptions? Keeping the bag below the counter, stand up one more time, look, see where the old lady is. High or low? Keep going low. Okay. Uh, she has shockingly sped up at some water. Maybe she skipped a table. Uh-huh. She's m- probably now about like 12 o'clock to you. So she's starting to make her turn back. Again, if she keeps it the same pattern, it's still going to be a while before she comes back to the bar. But she's looking in your direction. Not that she can see you because you're invisible, but mm-hmm. if that matters. Yeah, I, I don't I have a good feeling about the old lady. What I what I'm gonna do is I'll just, I'll tuck it. I'll, I'll kind of slowly cinch the bag back up and uh, um, tuck it away. All right, you can do that without any mm-hmm. problem. So it's now on your person. All right. You you continue to have that cold feeling now that it's on your person. That's somewhat concerning. Um, is, do you want to notice anything else in the uh, in the sack or uh, in in the backpack? No, you don't think anything uh, else of of note. It's just. Stuff you would expect to see traveling. There's probably you know, okay. a comb, soap, yeah, that kind of stuff. I will then um, carefully kind of close the bag back up, make it look exactly like it did. Okay. Go ahead and uh, roll me a sleight of hand just to see how well you do it. Put it in exactly the way you found it. 
19. All right, Mr. Invisibility. Okay, to the best of your memory, it is exactly the way it looked when you found it. All right. In that case, I will slowly um, rise and carefully... uh, The jacket. Just check the pockets on the jacket. Okay, you do find a coin purse. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, again, coin purses are going to jiggle or jingle, but just by the heft of it, assuming it's not like emeralds or, you know, platinum, probably 30 30 gold piece total worth of silver, copper, and gold mixed together. Okay, I will um, leave that there, thinking that she more than likely knew that was there if she picks the jacket up and it doesn't jingle. That will likely catch her attention. Okay. Um, anything in the other pocket? Uh, no. Okay. Make my way carefully back upstairs. All right, let's do one more stealth check just to see if you hit that one creaky board by the stairs. One? So, uh, Quaka, her eyes just sort of, sh- you know, dart up, look over towards you, and, you know, her pockmarked face is staring you or staring towards you. Uh, her gums are just kind of digging, and then she kind of just almost like she's mumbling to herself. Maybe she's saying like a, a curse or a blessing or, you know, something to ward off spirits. She'll, I would like, she, she'll drop her hand to her little chicken bone. If she does that, rub it. I kind of want to mage hand the staff uh, over. Like make it fall over? Yeah. Okay. Uh, to kind of like try to cover my my blunder that perhaps it was it sliding across the bar and not the board. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so you're that. able to to give the the staff a little tap. It falls over, clatters sharply on the ground because it's basically dead silent right now because you're both frozen. Mm-hmm. And then she starts, like she kind of raises an eyebrow and she'll start walking over there very slowly, and she starts calling out, "Tabby, is that you, Tabby? Did we see a uh, a cat? You did not. Did we see any other animal? You did not. Did we see any other person? You did not." Double shit. <laughs> All right. Slowly. So she's seeing directly up the steps, right? Well, no. She's looking towards the bar when you made the... the oh, okay, yeah, so okay. She's walking towards the bar. Sorry. All right. Um. So she can't see up the steps right now, right? The, the way in my head, the stairs are close to the bar. Mm-hmm. So she can see up like the first couple steps as she's coming towards the bar. But the closer she gets to the bar, the less she'll be able to see because of the angle. So imagine okay. the steps come down right next to the bar. All right. In that case, what I want to do is I want to climb up a couple more steps. And um, once I think I'm out of her eyesight, I want to turn around, drop my invisibility spell, and, and slowly, carefully, like, like I'm having some trouble kind of walking, make my way down the steps leaning on the wall. All right. So uh, as you do that you come back and, and i want to appear in basically make it appear that she would see me coming down in plain sight right 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 yeah i get, I get what you're doing all right so as you turn and start coming down uh she'll hear the creak she's probably already hyped up because she's now heard a couple different noises and she doesn't know what's going on so she she sort of turns very sharply and darted and then when she sees you oh heavens are are you okay what's wrong with you and she'll she'll make her way over to you try to give you a hand I'm sorry. Did did I scare you? Uh, oh no! I thought you was my stupid cat. I put her out and thought she got back in. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was just wondering if I could trouble you for a, a warm glass of tea or or something like that. I, I fear I've caught some type of cold from the road, and 
And I, I was just thinking that perhaps I, I, uh, a bit of a nice tea or, or something, f- f- you know, would help me would help me sleep better. She uh, there's a there's like a moment's hesitation, and then she she goes up and she rubs her chicken bones again. She puts her hand on you. Of course, dear. Of course, come sit down, and uh, she'll lead you over to the closest table. She'll actually pull her necklace off and give it to you, like just sort of put it over your head. So you're now wearing her chicken bone evil spirit warty medallion I'll, I'll fix you right up dear and she sort of taps you on the no, arm if she does that I, I will let i'll totally play along and let my eyes get wide but 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 you need this for to ward off the spirits I, i've already got a couple more i've made i can go upstairs and get them no problem you need it right now more than i do because if you catch that most people most people don't survive it i've been living like this for pert near 50 years now i think i can do another 15 minutes what is it you you mentioned there was some type of sickness but you you didn't say what it was it presents differently for different people i'm i'm surprised you haven't seen it from from what we know it's ravaged the the country around us we're we're one of the few spots where it's been very kind of minor and calm but those amongst us that have have got some of it you know we get um she kind of her hands will go up to her her face you know we get some scars uh some people have trouble walking, kind of twists you back up, makes it hard to walk. But She's pretty much describing herself, isn't she? And the old man, or the, the bigger man you met on the road, yes. Okay. So, yes, she's describing herself as if she doesn't have the thing she's describing. Right. And then, she, again, she'll start walking over, and she starts digging through pots and pans. Uh, you can hear her basically putting together, like, a cup of tea. You, please don't go to any trouble for me. It's no trouble. You're you're our only guests right now. The other two fellers went out to see their horses. They should be back any time. Yes. Yes. I'm sure they will. So, like, five, ten minutes goes by. She comes back, and she puts down a saucer and a, a cup of tea in front of you. Ah, oh, thank you. Is... I don't, I don't mean to, to press or, um put you put you out but would it be okay if i if i took this up to my room oh uh, yeah dear that's that's fine i'll come collect it to set it outside the room or bring it down with you in the morning i will i'll bring it down in the morning can you make it up by yourself i I think so i think i'll be okay the the this uh, the warmth of this cup is is bringing me a nude a bit of renewed strength in my in my hands and you know what they say is as long as your hands and feet are warm you're you're okay She'll uh, she'll give you a kind of a, a bit of a smile again, some like rotten tooth, uh-huh. barely full of teeth. Smile is, I put a little something extra in there, help warm you up a little faster too. You're too kind. My pleasure, my pleasure. We don't get enough visitors. Well, hopefully this, maybe someday soon, the sickness will pass, and you know there'll be a lot more visitors, and you know. <laughs> we we can only pray for that, and. Uh, by Yaga's blessing, we'll get there. She'll smile and give her a nod. So uh, she'll sort of see you to the steps, and then she's not going to try to climb them, uh, but she'll she'll kind of watch you until you get pretty much all the way up or out of sight, and then you'll hear like turn, and if you listen a few minutes later, you'll hear the broom start sweeping again. Okay. So yeah, you make it back to your room, no problem. Uh, are you going to drink the tea that she gave I'll, you? I'll, I'll I'll test it. What? Um... It's. It's okay. It does definitely have like a strong shot of spirits in it, but it's not bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, I'll have some of it, and and uh, I think uh, I'll just kind of 
curl up into bed and uh, enjoy the uh, nice empty bed. Yeah. Um, you know, again, being an elf, you don't necessarily have to sleep, but uh, you were poisoned earlier today. Yes. You've been riding for a couple of days. You've had a fight. There's a lot going on. So I will say that you drift off into the cl- as close to sleep as an elf gets. Uh, you're deep in your trance. And uh, that is the last thing you know for a while. Okay, so Phelan and Galenius, you have now finished brushing down the horses and getting them put up into the small barn area behind the mossy stone. You come back inside, you find uh, the old lady, uh, Koika. She's now sitting at a table. She's got a big fat tabby cat in her lap and she's petting it and the cat's just sort of purring and you know brushing its face up against her chin uh and Quika seems quite sort of happy and she gives you a bit of a you know rotten tooth smile as you pass and head back upstairs uh where you find Sinadra fast asleep alone in the giant bed with a satisfied smile on her face <laughs> yep Glennis is actually okay with that and he's okay Sleeping in a chair or whatever. I'll make some sort of comfortable arrangements on the floor. And before I go to sleep, I'm going to cast Sanctuary on myself. Okay. That's my that's my way of going to bed. That's why I never worry where I sleep, because I'm just protected by Sanctuary. <laughs> How big is Sanctuary? It only think affects that, him. I oh, think does it, it? Yeah, it just and affects as as, me. As soon as he goes to sleep, it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> You sure it doesn't last? Like, it's like a placebo. He feels it's a concentra- is it, If it's concentration, it's a once concentra- you go to sleep, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. Well, it makes me feel better. About is there a window in the room? Yes. Glinius will sleep. He'll take it, I guess, his pack as best he can, uh, maybe a be- his bedroll out of his pack, and he'll kind of use it to support his back. Uh, and he'll lean. He'll sleep uh, sitting on the floor, sitting up, just to the side of the window that is opposite, or not opposite, but more diagonal tour the door, okay. assuming the window is opposite the door. Yes. So that uh, if there's a problem in the window, he's right there and opposite the door, he can see anything coming in. Okay. He's not paranoid in the slightest. At all. <laughs> all right. So uh, after... sleep like with the crossbow cocked and like pointed at the wall or something? Oh, my I, my shield is on me like a blanket and my hand is <laughs> resting on my hilt of my sword. You got the battle axe out in the middle of the night. You're like, scratching your ear. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the night... Basically starts to pass. Each of you falls asleep in in turn. And sometime in the middle of the night, Sinadra, you are having a a bad dream of some sort. You you can't really recall the images necessarily, but there's just a a feeling of being chased. Mm -hmm. And you sort of start awake and like your heart, you know, it's just pounding in your chest. And there's a very strong smell in the air of lilac. And um, as you're, you know, just kind of getting your bearings and, and flickering your eyes, you see a form in the room that you don't recognize. It's a small child, probably about 12 years old, like long hair. And the image sort of flickers just like very quickly. And, you know, you're still out of, maybe you're still dreaming, but you hear, um, you hear a voice not really coming from her, but you hear it clearly. And it just says, Mama, witches aren't real, are they? And then she turns her head right towards you and then just blinks out. Creepy. What the hell was that? Uh, what the hell was what? Did you smell that? Do you I smell you anything? You all look like a Phelan. <laughs> <laughs> you all look at me and you just hear. 
Do I smell anything? Um, or did it? Did the smell go away with the image? Yeah, actually, you know, well, you don't smell anything. So whether it went away or if it was just saying you don't. Smell what what smell am I supposed to be smelling? It was, it was a, 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 a like a, a image of a of a ghostly girl, and and and, and she was there and and asked if witches were real. Galenius is completely puzzled. Um, I haven't smelled anything that nice since we set out before the ship. And are, are you sure you were awake when you saw this image? An elf, I don't sleep. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Okay, well, whatever that thing is that you do, it wasn't like in your mind that you saw it was in the room? I think so. Is it the middle of the night still? Is uh, there any light coming in through no, the window? No, it's late at night. Is there like a, a single candle or something that we can light? Oh yeah, there's something in your room you can light. Oh, I have a I have a continual flame pendant too that I can uncover. Okay, so I want to uncover my pendant of continual flame, but I still want to shield it so it's you can't really see much light. Okay. I want to try without making a whole lot of noise on the floorboards. I want to see if I can look on the floor for like any blood stains or anything unusual that I wouldn't have, you know, just kind of passed over in my hurried search earlier. You see nothing, you smell nothing, you heard nothing. As far as you know, Sin may have just still been asleep or dreamt the thing or some sort of vision. Sinadra, I'm paranoid as I'll get out, but I, I can't find anything. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm sure where our positions reversed, I would come to the same conclusion as you. Go, go back to sleep. I'm sorry for waking you. Don't apologize. I'd rather you wake me and... Than, than not. I mean, who knows what's going to happen next? She won't go back to trance. Oh, the GM knows what happens. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, she'll spend the, the rest of the night kind of awake and, and thinking things over. Um, that shook her, I would say. Well, the rest of the night will pass without any incident, and you greet the dawn as, uh, as the sun rises over in skittering. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media 
such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Yeah.